0: Today I'm going to talk about sports science, sports science in terms of its application of coaching, and I want to talk specifically about the future of sports science. This is a journey that goes back some time. In the early 1990s, I was given the opportunity to work as the head of sports science and sports medicine for Swimming Australia, to help swimmers and to help coaches and to coordinate sports science and sports medicine services around the Australian swimming team. And it was a wonderful experience and it changed my life and it gave me the opportunity to work not just with some wonderful athletes but to learn from some of the most outstanding and most remarkable coaches that I've met in my entire life. I've grown some great friendships from their put together a wonderful team of mentors and friends that are still with me in many ways today. But that started me on a path of looking at sports science, looking at its value, looking at its importance, looking at its strengths, looking at its weaknesses that has continued now 30 years later. So I want to share with you some of the things I've learned along that journey, but I want to challenge the application of sports science in the way that it's been used traditionally in sport, and I want to talk about where I believe sports science should be heading. This podcast, maybe more than any I've done, is very much unashamedly aimed at high-performance coaches, at the high-performance sports system, and at Sports Science Sports Medicine Providers. So if you are a coach, I would encourage you to share this podcast with your physiologist, with your biomechanist, with the people that you're working with in sports science and sports medicine because it's important that they're challenged and they're inspired to look at the way that they do things and think of ways that they can also improve and get better. There's no secret that coaches, athletes, parents and sports science, sports medicine providers are all part of the same equation. We're all working together to help athletes be all they can be. We demand that coaches learn, improve and grow. We ask athletes, we provide athletes with the opportunity to be all they can be, to give all they can to everything they do. We help to educate and inform parents about unconditional love, value and acceptance to nurture values and virtues and to develop character. And it's important that sports science and sports medicine practitioners see themselves as part of that partnership. That overall partnership where coaches, athletes, parents, carers, supporters, partners and sports science, sports medicine providers are all working together with a single focus and a single aim is to help that athlete be all they could ever wish, hope and dream to be. So let's start thinking and talking about sports science. The way that sports science has traditionally been delivered and for the most part still is, is using what we call the reductionist Approach. Reductionism is a science philosophy which looks at things, if you like, in their smallest possible, if you like, their reduced structures. So, for example, physiology looks at not just physiology as a whole, but physiology looks at muscle or blood or saliva or hormone fluctuations, or cardiovascular responses and adaptations to exercise or nervous system. It's about breaking down, reducing physiology into each of those specialist areas, those body parts, those body systems, those body functions. That's the nature of reductionism, is to break things down into small parts to try and understand them. The challenge we have in this industry, though, is that we're dealing with human beings. We very much as coaches have to work in an holistic environment, where physiology is important. Physiology is obviously understanding how to help the athlete adapt to various training loads about the importance of developing aerobic and anaerobic systems, about understanding training load and recovery. Sure, it's important. But at the same time as coaches, We're thinking about mental and emotional aspects. We're thinking about technique and skill, about strategies, about lifestyle, about every other element of that athlete's life from a holistic and total athlete perspective. And at the same time, so much of science, the way that it's been researched, the way that it's been delivered, the way that serving has been provided to sport has been from a reductionist perspective, that you work with a physiologist or a biomechanist or a nutritionist or a psychologist or a performance analyst or a sports optometrist. You tend to work as coaches or as athletes with one specialist, one specialist provider coming from a single sports science discipline. That's given some great insights That's provided some incredible levels of knowledge and understanding about how the human body performs, how practice works, how learning works, how athletes respond and adapt to training loads. Sports science broken down, the reductionist approach of sports science has no doubt given us wonderful insights and understanding to human athletic performance. But I believe it's time has come And gone. I believe it's time for sports science at more than at any other time in its evolution to look at the way it does research, to look at the way it trains, educates and develops students in sports science, to look at the way it services athletes and supports coaches more at any other time. And I'll go through now some of the reasons why. First of all, I've already spoken about. First of all is, athletes are not physiology. Athletes are not biomechanics. Athletes are a complete, integrated, functioning, whole being. Everything physical has a mental and emotional aspect. Everything physical, everything neck down, if you like, has an element of neck up. There is no separation of mind and body. Everything is unified and integrated if you do something as simple as a bench press in a gym that sure is a physical activity but there's a mental and emotional component about the attitude towards lifting about the level of engagement in that exercise about the approach to it there's a biomechanical element there's a nutritional element there's a technique and skill element there is never a case when athletes are actually doing things Where anything is in isolation. They operate as a complete, whole, functioning organism in everything they do, even the simplest and most basic and fundamental sporting activity is an integration of the whole athlete. And it's time that in research, in servicing, and in teaching of the next generations of sports science, sports medicine practitioners, that we adopt more of an holistic approach. Let's think about what that actually looks like. I was talking to a coach in professional football a few days ago, and he talked about the challenges of sports science, sports medicine support in the era of COVID. And his specific comment was around money and budgeting. And he said, Wayne, the reality is right now, I can't afford to have specialist sports science, sports medicine practitioners in my team because my budget has been cut by 70%. Now, we've seen those types of figures and that sort of data all over the world. There's no people going to games. The level of sponsorship, the level of investment in sport has declined. And naturally enough, that is flowing through to all areas of sport. We've seen players and coaches take pay cuts. We've seen a reduction in a whole range of activities that sports would normally engage in because they just don't have access to the funds, to the resources right now due to COVID. So the coach said to me, Wayne, my budget, my performance department budget has been reduced by 70%. And I said, wow, what are you going to do? How are you going to handle that? And he said, I have to prioritise. He said, I have to find efficiencies. I cannot afford the luxury of multiple single discipline specialists in all areas that I would like to have them because it's not practical and we can't afford them. So I said, what will you do? He said, well, we've decided to take an approach. Our first step is to look for multidisciplinary practitioners. We're looking for practitioners who may have come out of a physiotherapy background, a physical therapy background, who also have a strong understanding of the physical elements of training, load and exercise prescription and we will ask them to perform multiple roles. He said another way we're looking at it is that we might bring in a psychologist and instead of having full-time employment for the psychologist to deliver specific specialist psychological services to each and every athlete in the team, we're thinking that we'll get that psychologist to help the coaches upskill in their knowledge and application of mental skills. And they in turn, because they have the relationship with the athletes, they in turn will be the ones mostly responsible for delivering basic fundamental mental skills, and psychology through coaching practices. He said, but what we're looking for, we're looking for people who are prepared to stretch their limits outside their traditional disciplines because we just don't have the money for specialists. I sat back for a moment and I thought, and I wondered about the implications of this far wider. Because the challenges... many colleagues, and one of them is this, I don't know of many universities who genuinely adopt an integrated multidisciplinary approach to the way they train their sports science, sports medicine students. It's because universities are largely set up, as are institutes and academies of sport, by faculty, by department. There's either the Department of Applied Physiology, the Department of Psychology, the Department of Biomechanics. They're broken down by that reductionist approach to those individual disciplines. Trying to find a way of training, educating, and developing a next generation of sports science, sports medicine practitioners in that reductionist environment is going to be very difficult. Also, there's politics involved. There's also empire building involved where people want to have an expanded department of physiology or department of biomechanics or department of sports nutrition in academies and institutes of sport and in the academic world. There's also the issue of peer-reviewed research. If you're a physiologist, you want to develop, design, deliver research papers in physiology that are reviewed by and published in peer-reviewed journals that gives you academic credibility and it helps you with your employment prospects. If you're someone that has a dual interest in physiology and biomechanics or biomechanics and psychology or performance analysis and psychology, there is nowhere, there is nowhere in the science peer-reviewed community where you can get that work recognised, respected and published So there's nothing really in the system at the moment that's embracing of an holistic approach, yet we know that coaches and organisations right now are crying out for them. They're crying out for people who are prepared as sports science, sports medicine practitioners to expand and consider how can they play multiple roles within a sporting organisation. This also, as does every crisis that we face in our lives, this presents opportunity. For those of you who work in sports science, sports medicine, for those of you that are connected with academies of sport and institutes of sport, for those of you that work in the academic sector, this is an unbelievable opportunity for you to put together a genuine, holistically framed, integrated, multidisciplinary approach to sports science. Because the industry that you're preparing those kids for those students to enter is increasingly screaming out for cross-disciplinary specialists. You have to find ways of shaping your research, your teaching, your peer-review process to start to accommodate people who are generally cross-disciplined specialists. I don't mean someone that's done an undergraduate in physiology and then maybe a few months learning how to do performance analysis through a certificate program. I'm talking about training and developing sports science, sports medicine practitioners who are interdisciplinary in thinking. And I want to explain that for a moment. I've been lucky to have chaired four national sports science, sports medicine committees in swimming, in triathlon, in rugby, and in football. I have chaired national level committees in sports science, sports medicine. And those committees, those groups, were promoted as being multidisciplinary because in the room, we would have a physiologist, a biomechanist, a nutritionist. All the disciplines were represented and then, when we came together as a group, the practice has been for the physiologist to present physiology, for the biomechanist to present biomechanics, the nutritionist to present what's happening in the latest research findings in nutrition, psychologists, and so on. That isn't a true representation or a true model of a multidisciplinary environment, because when it comes down to it, the disciplines are still thinking, talking and functioning from an individual, single-discipline approach. How does it work better? The best model that I've seen has been in AFL Australian Football League, Australian Rules Football, which adopts an athlete-focused, case-management, problem-solving approach to the application of sports science, sports medicine. I'll give you an example. Monday morning, in an AFL team where I've been involved indirectly, Monday morning, it's common for the names of all the players in the team to be put forward in front of a multidisciplinary group. So in the room, similar to my own experiences as chair of different national committees, there may be in the room, a physiologist, a psychologist, strength and conditioning expert, someone who's experienced in coaching and understanding coaching, a physiotherapist and maybe a doctor. The name of the player comes up on the board or is thrown up on the slideshow and the practitioners start to discuss what they believe is best to help that specific athlete right here and right now with where they're at. So instead of saying, I'm the physiologist, and as a physiologist, I believe that this athlete needs to do this physiology. Instead of that, they look at the entire athlete. And I wanna talk about a specific incident that has made a marked impact on my thinking and the way that I apply sports science, sports medicine, when I'm running teams, when I'm putting together various programs, with professional sport and with national teams. I was involved in an AFL environment. A player's name came up on the screen for discussion in the group. The strength and conditioning coach said, Guys, I'm seeing some changes, I'm seeing some challenges. The athlete is not performing to the standard which I would expect in the gym. And I'm thinking that what we should do is to change the gym program and try some different exercises in a different way. At the same time, the physiotherapist said, well, you know what, I'm feeling a particular challenge with them physically. They seem very tight and restricted in their movement, in their mobility, in their upper back. And I think we should change the exercises from that perspective. So it was all largely about physiology. In the room was also... The professional who takes care of the athlete's personal and social needs, who helps them with housing, who helps them with social problems, with investing their money, who works with them as human beings. They interrupted and said, guys, I need to tell you something. That athlete this week broke up from their girlfriend. A long-term, very serious relationship with every intention of being married during the off-season. The player is not sleeping. The player is stressed. The player's heart is absolutely broken and they're devastated at the moment. And I think that's why the player's not training or performing to their potential. And, colleagues, it hit me like a bolt of lightning that we were looking at the symptoms that we were looking at the things that were easy to see, easy to measure, easy to count, which is a very normal, natural way for people to go about working with athletes. We're all drawn to the measurables. And yet at that moment, working from a genuine interdisciplinary case management, athlete-focused perspective, everything became very clear. That then opened the door for the psychologist to say, I wasn't aware of that problem How can I help? It then allowed the physiologist to say, well, if that's the case and they're not recovering and they're not sleeping because of emotional stress, we will change the physiological parameters of the training program. We'll back off here. At that stage, the coach of the team who was also in the room said, guys, I wasn't really aware of that and I will change the athlete's role in the team for this week accordingly. Sports science, sports medicine is invaluable. It's important. It is essential in high-performance sport, in professional teams, in Olympic programs, in national standard sports. Sports science, sports medicine is one of the most brilliant things that have, have happened in the industry in the last 50 years. But it's time to change. It's time to go from forcing athletes and coaches to fit into the traditional reductionist approach and the traditional reductionist models of sports science, sports medicine, and to challenge academic institutions, practitioners, research bodies, people who are publishing research, institutes and academies of sport. It is time to challenge the people in that aspect of the industry in sports science, sports medicine to change to look at things differently, to instead of putting their discipline and their research and their publication first, is to put the athletes first, to go from a discipline-specific approach to a genuinely holistic, athlete-focused, individualised, problem-solving, case-management approach. You know, some of the people that I know in sports science, sports medicine, are some of the most brilliant remarkable, innovative people that I've ever met. The problem isn't with their knowledge or their skills or their experience or their innovation. The problem is the way that they go about doing what they're doing is not optimal. And at a time when money is short, when coaches and organisations are looking for optimal athlete support and servicing, This is a moment where you can choose to choose to be different. If you're running a university, this is a wonderful moment to be that academic institution that generally embraces, supports, and implements a holistic, integrated, multidisciplinary approach to training, educating, and developing students. If you're running an institute or academy of sport, this is the time, this is the moment To say we won't have faculties or departments or silos or checklists. We will treat every athlete as a unique individual problem for us to solve to help them be all they can be. Sports science, sports medicine can't get enough of it. It's wonderful, but it's time to change. It's time to dare to be different. It's time to do sports science, sports medicine in a way that's going to make a remarkable difference to the future generations of athletes. This has been Wayne Goldsmith for Sports Thoughts. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to hear more Sports Thoughts, subscribe to our newsletter at wgcoaching.com.